To be fair, living with a queer priest and her wife is also pretty baller. Welcome to The Cop On, where we make sense of things you probably don't care about with a hefty side of lukewarm social critique. I'm Julia, and for the right price, I'll put you number one in my Bebo Top 10. I'm Lucy, and all of my friends are the toenail clippings that I leave on the pillow beside me when I'm going to sleep. And I'm Ash, and I totally have a best friend. I just met her in the Grail Talked, and she doesn't have Facebook. Welcome back to another episode. Thank you again for joining us. We have lots of fun and friendship and flirty things to talk about. Um, Flirty friendships, maybe. Fun friendship and maybe more. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Mostly friendship. What she said. (laughs) Just all of Lucy's friendships. Do you reckon maybe the insinuation with that was fun friend... Hey, I got that halfway through my sentence. Do you reckon maybe the insinuation with fun friendship and maybe more was that that it was supposed to be another F? Oh, but they were like, we can't do it, so we're going to have to add this bit instead. Fun friendship and maybe more. Fun friendship and fucking. That's obviously what Fucking. I don't think you could say fucking on the television during an ad. Maybe they could say frolicking instead. But would that have the same impact? I I don't think so. You know what it meant. Frothing and... Oh, God. Ew. <laughs> Fun, friendship, and frothing. Anyway, before we get into all of that and unpack everything that just happened, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the wonderful publication that is the Daily Mail and pictures that they posted of Molly May. If you don't know who Molly May is, what's her surname? Haig. Molly May Haig. Molly May Haig. She became famous through being on Love Island. Mm-hmm. Can you tell that I'm slightly unsure of what I'm talking she about? Won. Oh, yeah, she oh, won. She won. Congratulations, Molly May. They did win. They no, they didn't win. Sorry, Amber they and didn't. Greg won. She was won. robbed. Yeah, Amber and Greg won. And then Greg broke But in my head, like that, al- yeah, that alternate reality was real. When Ash said it, I was like, yes, the true winner, Molly May Haig. <laughs> so according to the canon that this podcast is going to stick with is that Molly May won. And that's just what we're going to run with. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I think Amber winning by herself was also great. I know, but Greg O'Shaped. Yeah, but he doesn't exist. Everyone still stands. No. I find that really confusing. Like, honestly, in Ireland, the bar is just that you have to be male. Like, that yeah. seems to be it. To be the best male, you just have to be a man. That's just how it's been the entire time. I thought maybe we were getting woke here. Apparently we're not. Mm. No, slowly but surely. And I mean, we can see this in also the treatment of people like Molly May, like on the Daily Mail article that we had. So they were just, they printed pictures of her looking absolutely fucking stunning in a bikini. There's two separate ones. There's one of her in a bikini that was posted a few weeks ago. And then there's one today, day of filming when she's kind of in a swimsuit. Uh, and the first, like after the first one, Twitter blew up where they were, everyone on Twitter was like, the, all the comments were things like, You're, she's lardy. Which, you know, that's an English person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The- um, one of the comments that was trending at the time was from someone who was in Dublin, because in Daily Mail comments it says which location you're in. And it was a woman in Dublin. I was like, get a life. You got good God, girl, get a grip. <laughs> that's gross. Um, but it was still being like, oh, how can she be this fat? Or just all the comments were like that. Ew, I have some comments here. Um, So she needs to take some of those diet pills she markets. If you've such, this is the one that gets me. So just if you haven't seen the pictures, she looks like, a normal person mm-hmm. like just a, like a really fit normal person yeah and she's, like she's got a like, great figure like you know she didn't realize someone was taking a picture of her and she just breathed yeah she was just living her life someone wrote here saying if you have such awful body at 21 imagine what it 20 years later go to the gym girl like yeah, f- fuck what? off <laughs> she because uh, like first of all she clearly already looks after herself mm-hmm. so like what is wrong with you uh, she's how old, looks lardy, out of shape, needs to lose the flab, better with clothes on and looking away from the camera, which Jack 
Go fuck yourself. Dear me, if I had a bum like that, I wouldn't flaunt it, I'd hide it. By a person named Breadcake Gripper. So, I mean, you're not even confident enough to have your own name on your profile here, so I, I doubt that you have anything remotely close to her bum. And ha, me arse looked better than that, and I am rotund to say the least, and a bloke. I have tenor bets it does not. That's awful. Like, just the, I don't know. Like, the problem is, the problem being, Molly May is probably a size 8. Not that it matters what size you are, but she is. She is a very normal body size, and she's, she's like a very healthy body size for her height. And outside of that, it's not that she's actually carrying a lot more weight, and she does have muscular definition, unlike me. So me, being woman near same size to Molly May, who does not have as good muscle definition, was a bit like, whoa, I thought I was kind of hot. You know, like there's that, that weird thing where you just in like immediately internalize it, even though, you know, it's nasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Twitter was un- Twitter was very unhappy. Both the although I saw one comment in the second one, that's the one that you had the comments for there. Um, a man went from the penis community. We disagree with these comments. And I was like, is that necessary? Did you need to say, did you need to say that from the penis community? You disagreed with those guys. No, you didn't. Imagine if every time someone like said like, you know, the Zac Efron dad bod stuff. Imagine if we had comments going, from the vagina community, we disagree with that these not comments. A dad bod. That's another thing as well. It's like a whole separate story that I that, that just annoys me so much that everyone calls, that says that he has a dad bod. And I'm like, he has a six pack. <laughs> like, like, what? Like, guys, if, yeah. that was, if that was my dad, I'd be doing some freaky shit. He, like, even, and even the guy who's like with him in this show, who like is a lot older. Is it from the show? Yeah. And, You're but, like, with the so show. The guy, I love the show so much. But even the guy who's with him on the show, I think he's maybe in his 50s or whatever. And even he doesn't have a dad. Like, no, everyone is in shape in this. I think people see like one ounce of fat and they're like, on men, dad bod. On women, a fat lardy slag. <laughs> lardy that's slag. it. It's yeah. like on men, it's like, oh, like this cute endearing thing. Yeah. Even if it's not actually true or, or happening. Zach Efron's been busy. Like that's what it's like. <laughs> when is Molly May? They're like, Molly May is so lazy. Yeah. That's it. like Molly May, all her whole sole purpose of what she has to do in this like life is just look beautiful and she has somehow failed and then yeah. like gets absolutely trashed for it. And it... Th- I think the thing about internalizing it as well is that this isn't the first time we've seen it. It's not yeah. unique. It happens but all the time. We all thought it was getting better. That's the problem. Yeah. You know, that's the problem. You see this kind of div- like diversification in terms of fashion photography a lot of the time now and on Instagram and you're like, oh, cool, 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 cool. This is definitely getting better. But then the comments are like, the thing is, when you bought like a copy of fucking Elle magazine in the 90s and there'd be skinny women, you'd know that you're like, what they're saying is you're supposed to look like this. You didn't have a comment section. <laughs> yeah, thank God. No. Or like those trashy like heat magazines. They're where, still like that. Where they'd like get pictures of celebs in bikinis and they're like, look, Circle they've let them. themselves let go. Yeah. And like, she's bending over and has like one tiny little roll. What do you mean she's let herself go? She's what? exploded or whatever. She's on holiday. And look, like I don't, we're not here to body shame or whatever, but I would just love to see pictures of the people who write these comments because... Mm. Like, all of us have normal bodies mm-hmm. and, bo- like, our bodies are just our bodies. That's all that they are. And, like, who the fuck do you think you are to tear someone down at that so publicly? Is, like, Monica is a real person. She yeah, can exactly. read this stuff. She's not a she character. Does, she has. And she's commented on it. But, yeah. like, it's really hurtful. I am a 21-year-old girl. Which and is you are, so young. You are a man who wakes up, maybe goes to the gym because of the weird gym thing. And then you go home and you think to yourself, how am I going to pass my time? I am going to go on the Daily Mail and leave comments. Mm-hmm. Mean ones. Like, sad. Yeah. I mean, the, you don't, I think it speaks for itself, the type of people this 
these are. Well, the publication that they're choosing to comment on also speaks for itself. Imagine giving traffic to that. Every Anytime I even accidentally click on a Daily Mail link, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to go donate money to charity. <laughs> they're also so often the first thing if you Google, if you search something on Twitter and it's like, the, it's one of those trashy uh, websites. It's so often the Daily Mail mm-hmm. that pops up first and it's always like, mm, no, scroll down further. Because sometimes you accidentally just click through. You know, when know. you have like a Google notification, you just go straight in and then you're like, damn it, they're going to use this to profit my click. My precious little I'd like to take my click back, please. Yeah. I'd like to return this click. Please, one click back to me. I think something we can safely say about people who are making these kind of comments are they're just sitting at home alone and would very much benefit from having a group of friends with which they could socialise. And on that note, that takes us into today's topic, which is friendship. Another seamless cop-on segue. Yes. As is now our signature move. Friends, where would you be without them? Probably lonely and making daily <laughs> mail comments. <laughs> We all have friends. Do we all have friends? Well, that's a really good question. Uh, I think one of the first things we're going to talk about to dip our toes into this lovely topic is, are we actually friends? Yeah, obviously. Well, you never know, because Hannah Montana, well, whatever her name is, Miley Cyrus, Cyrus, and the girl who played Lily did not like each other until they filmed the movie. And then they were just kind of like, we'll put up with each other. But like actively didn't like each other. Like, Mm -hmm. did they like do like mean girl things, like put each other's bras in the freezer? I don't know if it went that bad, but they were definitely like react very badly if one of them messed up on takes and stuff like that they would like roll their eyes and do like your, your typical teen girl stuff it's all in Miley Cyrus's book I highly recommend it's a good read oh right. I should read it I w- I'd like to read an Emily Osmond book to get the other side of the story you know she's Hayley Joel Osmond's sister yes yeah I mean it makes sense doesn't it <laughs> but I had no idea she is yeah so on that note we could actually not be friends this and is just, be just a business <laughs> transaction <laughs> that makes us no money and takes up a large chunk of time. I hope not. But sometimes I do feel like instead of actually hanging out as friends, we record the podcast. But I would like to have real friend, real like plans with y'all as friends. This is not the first time you put this I mean in the it. recording. To be fair, first of all, you two live I'm together. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. I live with you. How much more do you want? More. And also, we've just come out of a... Well, we're not even out of a pandemic, but we've just come out of lockdown. Look, I'm allowed to be a valid, needy friend if I want to be. So when do we become friends? You you and I... Have been friends for a No, we weren't always... We didn't always go see completely eye to eye, though. I think, we no, we saw eye to eye, but we weren't close. No. We... I think I met you when I was 16. So I would have been, what, like 14? But we didn't become friends until it was, we became proper friends when I came back from France, I think, the first time. Prior to that, we would have been like happy hanging out with each other. Yeah, but we weren't. Um, We weren't, like I wouldn't have messaged you and stuff. We weren't like talking outside of the friendship group. We obviously, we became friends through a larger group of friends in our hometown. You're like my, you're definitely my closest. I think you're one of my oldest hometown friends now. That's nice. Yeah, I like it. And then, yeah, I came back from France. And it was like, feminists must stick together in the face of the patriarchy that is our male friend group. We'd both changed as well. Like, yeah, when we first met, we were like, we were definitely not the people we are now. Thank God. So, <laughs> like, I think like when you came back, I was like, I was definitely really different. So, yeah, I was, I was too. I think it was just like, it was the right time for friendship to grow. Yeah, we just had, we ended up having like really similar interests. I mean, we studied essentially, like when you look back at our past, we studied the same things. We always like had really similar interests. Yeah, I think it made sense. And even anyone who didn't know us, or like if you look back at like when we were just, so there's a period of what, three years when we know each other but aren't good friends, where anyone who were like objectively looking at our, like our personality types on paper would have been like, this will happen eventually. Yeah. Like it wasn't out of the blue for anyone. And I think 
it was like probably an inconvenience to the men because then it became stronger because yeah. there was two of us. <laughs> then, then it was like that we were like this impenetrable force field of, of womanhood when whenever like when we used to get psyched off like people would be like oh I'm worried about what Lucy and Julia will think or like oh they never sh-. like maybe not worried but they'd be like oh you're gonna piss off the feminists and there's like two of us made it sound like it's a massive group and it's like no two of your close close female friends yeah people that you should want to like respect <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, people who are there for you and listen to your problems mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. make you tea when you need it fuckers mm. We also love them. I How don't did you guys know these friends? women? So I just want to put that out there. I've never seen these women. If that woman walked by me in the street, I would not know that woman. Well, we've known each other since school. I think we've known each other longer than that. I think we met in backstage. Backstage, we did meet in backstage. Yeah, but also have very little memory no. of that time. <laughs> we did, yeah. But like we we hung out kind of in the same. We would know people, but not hang out at the same time. Yeah. But we would have the same friends. Yeah. Um, and then it wasn't until like way later on that our friends all just started hanging out with us together. They're like, we can't let anyone hang <laughs> out with anyone else. Yeah, we became, so yeah, we would have met him backstage and then, because I remember. What is backstage? Performing Arts Academy. I did that for, from the age of. A long time. Nine to 18, I which think is I insane. I gave up after like two years. I was like, yeah. this place. I think I've known you for less than two years, really, if we get down to brass tacks. And I would have figured out that you're not that talented much sooner. <laughs> I'm so talented. Didn't too really talented. need talent, to be fair. To actually, the reason she quit was because her talent was just intimidating to the other it children. Was. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. actually cornered me and said, get the fuck out. You are too talented, bitch. And I was 11 years old and it stuck with me ever since. <laughs> I've worn it to heart. <laughs> That's why yeah. I don't do anything now. <laughs> Can't be annoying anyone else. Yeah, we met in backstage, and then because I distinctly remember being in school, and then it was like the first year ceremony or something like that, mm. and our mothers meeting. I think our moms knew each other from something else, probably. Anyway, didn't. Yeah, I don't think we really became friends until after I moved back home yeah. from France. But would have been we would have been at a lot of the same parties. Mm-hmm. Would have been like all through college. So would have known each other and like happily chatted to each other. Yeah, but, but it's really like the last two years. Yeah, even I think so. Where we're like mates. And like, hello, friend. <laughs> yeah. Hello, person that I've known since I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> and then with this one. Me. Just since we moved in together. Yeah, I knew who you were. So I met you at a party that you came to at my house. Um, So knew who you were. Was that how you knew who I was? Yeah, because I was like, who the fuck is that? Mankey. <laughs> they were like, it's Lucy. And I was like, okay. <laughs> who is she? <laughs> who is this bitch? No, and when he messed, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I was very drunk. Who's that girl? Care. It was just, we just were like, there's some people here we don't know. So um, the fact that I remembered you, you should be glad of. No, I don't, think, I don't think people. anyone remembered me from that particular party for any good reasons. Um, Maybe not. Uh, no, he messing. And then... No, that's true. <laughs> and, then, and then I don't... Then I'd see you about, but... Yeah, I think that we were just definitely like probably maybe in larger festival groups together yeah but i don't think we talked bigger no we never read it i think people were like maybe we had like once been like peripheral covers i don't remember any of these conversations just still staring at you being like that bitch stop following me around. i remember one time like last year remember no no i definitely like knew you last year, year. <laughs> yeah. sorry this is probably four years ago but in my brain everything was last year um i saw you on twitter because remember we were really popular on twitter and someone like retweeted you and i was like hey that's that girl yeah oh those are the days then i decided it was to the picture of you really close to a lamp <laughs> as your profile picture I was like that's such a weird picture where you just take a picture really close to a lamp that was the not etiquette 
I don't know. It was, was kind weird, of strange. Like it was a lamp with like a lampshade. I don't even know what this photo is now. Anyway, um, yeah. Then we moved in together and the rest is history. And then we were friends. But we there was definitely like acting strangeness at the beginning when we were like, this is a person. And yeah, because then... I didn't know you and I was like, why are you like, you're living here, but I don't know you. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. We, didn't, we just didn't really know each other. Uh-oh. That's, I find, because we would have definitely all been in the same space. Yeah, I know, together. it's weird. But I like, really don't think we talked. We all went to the mm. same, like, even there was like time when, times when we went to the same college, so that we were definitely on the same like night out and stuff whether it's just in the same venue on two different floors mm. or something but it's kind of weird when you think about someone being in the same radius as you yeah you know yeah no that is strange to think because well I think also for context is we come from an area where there's like three towns and our friendship the constant sort of friendship group now is a mix of people from all three towns and it's a mix of people we know from college and school and then also just from growing up where we grew up and it's shifted a lot because mm. people have gone people have come back uh people have moved yada yada um so now it's hard to i don't know i find it hard to think about because i pr- would have been hanging out with both of you obviously before you guys lived together yeah. and it just never crossed my mind that you didn't really know each other when you moved in but like because <laughs> yeah. we would have been going to birthdays and nights out quite frequently where we would all have like been in the exactly. same space yeah mm-hmm. that's weird isn't it cool yeah our friendship yeah, groups now though are just like i don't even know where things have started anymore because everyone is friends with everyone and there's no clear definition of these are my friends from here because somehow yeah. they know my friends from here and then we all hang out together so totally true this is a giant melting pot it's kind of nice though isn't it like the like you know if you go to a party you just kind of like will never know who's there true but yeah. you also like always have someone to talk to yeah exactly yeah, it's a nice group of people as well. I think we got lucky. Have your friendship groups always looked like that, I guess? Or like what? I mean, we operate in the same one and it's fairly mixed from a wide group of people. But down through the years, how different has your friendship groups looked? Like I nearly like, I nearly exclusively had female friends for the majority of my life. Like when I was a little kid. Yeah, in the estate I had like one of my, my best friend when I was a kid. My first best friend was a, a boy, but he was also my boyfriend. Which shows you how much how gendering affects your friendships. <laughs> Whereas, like, this is my best friend, Sean. He's also my boyfriend. We're going to get married. But he used to come over at the gaff and we'd come out at the back garden and he'd bring his action mans and I'd play with his action mans. He'd play with my Barbies and we felt like we were absolute, like, gender-bending innovators. We thought we were, like, honestly doing the Lord's work for everyone being, like, this way. We can play with the toys we actually want to play with and nobody has to know. That's so cute. So he was my first friend and boyfriend. And after that, I just had loads of female friends because I went to Catholic school. Oh, mm. yes. So like, that's all I had. To be fair, I went to a mixed primary school and my friends were female. Same. And then it was after, even in school, I think I didn't, from in secondary school, from first to third year, my friend group group was exclusively female. Mm-hmm. And then it was in transition year that we kind of merged with, probably we merged with like the similar group yeah that's and then when floated in and out and that's when it, it shifted and third year we became friends with I became really close friends with a lot of guys in my hometown so my hometown friend group it was like me another girl yeah bunch of men and then like a year later there was you and then like yeah. an extra girl that were like consistently there but, but a, also more men more men yeah. we were always heavily outnumbered but I like to think that we held our own <laughs> uh, and then college was more like half man Half man, half man, half woman. <laughs> Just one friend. <laughs> um, so now it's, yeah, it's a mix. But I feel like I'm relying more on female friendships now as an adult than I did. Yeah, I, I'm the exact same. Like for 
primary school and first to third year exclusively female and then because of because of transition year so from first to third year I was in like the Gwail school part like I was in the Irish stream it's pretty gay school fuck off is in the Irish stream of our school so we didn't even get to really interact with anyone else in our year like you can tell fuck off <laughs> no it was kind of well you've got to do like French languages with them or whatever and you got to do if you did like business or home ec any of those you got to they let us out and let us go in with all the other English speaking kids they let us out but everything else <laughs> was like you Irish kids all stay together so it was just the 15 of us like in class from first to third year and these were all people that I went to primary school with as well there was maybe like four or five that I didn't so it was like I stuck to my group and we went to TY and we're like oh my god other people exist in the school apart from us what is this amazing and that's how I made guy friends and then would kind of skew towards the same like getting really close with guys and having them as really close friends and then kind of again going back so that now I have a mix but I would count most of my closest best friends as always female like friendships like I don't want to make a super okay number one when I was a kid when I thought about people who went to girl talk schools girl talk school uh, girl schools watch your words girl schools I'm gonna say it throws stuff at me it's okay she's got a coke zero can that's about to be lobbed at my head Uh, to the Irish speaking schools in my head it was always that they're like albinos (laughs) (laughs) like just imagine like a group of little like really like droopy snotty albinos but like and their ma would definitely put like a stripe of sun cream on their face mm-hmm. before they go into school. And they always had like like snotty tissues in their sleeves. Like just that type. We were the coolest kids. You definitely weren't. You're definitely like going out so and being like, cool. Mom, Papa. I can't speak Irish, but <laughs> translate this Papa. to Irish. <laughs> no, Mom, Papa. Papa. <laughs> Papa. 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 No, Papa. Mama. I was going to say Papa on Africa. Mom, Papa on Tiji Kahar. Like Papa on TG Carter or Papa on TG <laughs> Papa on TG Carter. <laughs> I don't think you ever watched Africa. I did. She went to our school. She did, yeah. She was in the Irish stream. You can tell. Yeah. You can tell. <laughs> There's a real, you can really tell. Um, anyway, it's nice to know that you're isolated from human contact. We were. It, it just explains so much. I know. And finally let out in TY. But what you're saying about men and like... I, Lucy generalizes about men, the segment of the episode that everyone's looking forward to. I do find, I love men, but I do find <laughs> mm-hmm. that sometimes they're not as reliable as women. Oh, 100%. Yeah. There's only one, there's only one man, I'm not going to say which one, so that all of my male friends will, but there's only one man that's always been good to me. This one friend, like, you go over to his house, he'd, like, make me a little toasty, we'd have a cup of tea. We kind of went through the same hard time in college, and we'd, like, go out his back, and I'd be like, woof, I want to die. And he's like, me too. And then we kind of sit there and just be like, another smoke. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think women are more reliant in friendships, specifically because we are taught and expected to be the emotional caregivers. So, like, you'll have male friends who will rely heavily on you. And, like, I think we've been very lucky, especially with the friend, the male friends that I made in school, mm-hmm. are just unlike many men that I've ever met, where they're oh, all yeah. very emotional people. And even I remember being young and in, like, fifth year, and, like, there would be, I don't want to say drama, because it really wasn't really drama, but there would be issues. And they were like, we have to talk about this, and we have to talk about our feelings and stuff like that. And I was like, this is so amazing and so healthy. So I've really, we've been lucky in that respect, where a large group of the men that we hang out with are very in tune to emotions, and so there's not a whole ton of emotional labour. But I've had male friends where that's not been the case. And that's because men aren't taught to be emotional or to express it. And so oftentimes... I think I find myself in a position where I'm like, let's make sure you're okay. And women will just sort of pick up on that. For the most part, naturally. Not always. 
What would you say, and not to be super binary here, but what do you say are the main differences between male and female friendship? When I find I find with female friendships that even no matter how good the man is at like talking about emotions and stuff, they just sometimes just don't understand. And I like, and that never happens with any female friendships. And I think maybe that's why, as I've grown up, I've kind of gone back to relying more on like my female friends and having closer bonds with them was because just no matter what, they always understand or will try to understand. Whereas with men, sometimes I can feel like there's a little bit of a disconnect. And even though they'll try, it just doesn't really hit home sometimes. And yeah, I've also found that sometimes with, with some friends that I've had over the years who have been super close, once one or the other gets in a relationship, it's way easier for those friendships to kind of fall a little bit more than female ones. That's just like oh, my personal. So you thing. feel like that when men get into close relationships and maybe would be a little bit like depending on their time with their SO or whatever, yeah. that they will be a little bit more distant. Yeah, they because uh, maybe I don't know. It's like now they have this person who will listen to all their shite and also have sex with what, them. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> so like, they don't need you anymore. They don't get to have sex and with you. It's not that they're not my friend anymore, and not that we're still not close, but the amount of closeness and the amount of time we'd spend together definitely falls. And I yeah. like had these even recently. Um, and I still love these people and hold them really dearly, but I haven't found that happening with female friends as much as male friends. My hoes are always my hoes, personally. Yeah. My hoes, my hoes. I think also as, as we're getting older, especially when you, I say you hit like 18 is when you really start experiencing the world as a woman critically, like looking mm. at it and kind of going and understanding the the difference, the gender, understanding the difference in gender balance and stuff like that. And so when you're talking about that stuff, I have so many men in my life that I can talk about it with, but you have to do a lot of explanation of being mm-hmm. like, this is why this is a problem. Whereas with female friendships, I can be like, this happened and they already have the context because the context is just like, you're a yeah, woman in the world. And you that's have existed. It. Yeah. Um, and obviously that's not just like, you know, that's not just people who were assigned female at, at birth, etc. Like, no, once you're kind yeah. of in that experience, you do see to have a better understanding in general no I totally get what you mean but like there are like I definitely have men who do get me like yeah. So, oh I yeah think, completely I think one of the big problems I have in my friendships is that I kind of sometimes feel and it's a kind of a realization I've had with a lot of self-reflection this is really deep for the podcast real deep for the pod but I don't mind saying it and I'm saying maybe some people will relate so I will but like I've never really felt like I properly fit in and I think I like for me I kind of really struggle with people understanding me because I just feel like I have I don't know, I do feel sometimes that, and not in like a way where I think I'm so great or something, I just sometimes feel like people maybe don't get me properly. And like, the, the thing is, the few people who I do feel kind of get me to a greater extent, it seems to be nearly a 50-50 divide, divide on men versus women. You know, like I have a lot of, I love all my female friends, but some of them I really feel like I have to genuinely be like, no, I feel this way because of this. And they just don't, they can't relate, babe, you know? So I suppose like, it's, you know, sometimes that kind of gender general general gender differences don't really make a difference to friendships but sometimes like sometimes they do sometimes they don't sometimes your most valuable friends might be like predominantly male in that respect and like most valuable to you in that you're like oh in this friendship I feel like I get a lot back from this yeah I think it definitely it depends on a whole host of things it depends on your mindset depends on why you're close to that person depends on where you are in your life and like I think if you're sitting here listening going oh god like all my friends are female or all my friends are male or whatever really doesn't mean anything as long as you're in like happy healthy friendships that's Mm -hmm. the most important thing and I'm sad that you feel that way sometimes I'm sorry no but see that's what that's what I was saying though true self-reflection I've kind of like and doing like things like therapy and like thinking about stuff I've realized that maybe it's not so important that literally 100% of people like it's not important that I feel I fit in all the time like I can still be friends with people even if I don't quite feel 
understood or that I fit in. It's more that like I'm okay with it not being that everybody clicks with me or understands me. Yeah, I definitely felt a lot more like that when I was younger yeah. in friendship groups. Like I remember being in school and being like, I like all these people and they like... And I actually remember for a while being really convinced that like my friends didn't like me for no particular reason. Oh, I went through that too. <laughs> I think most people do. My friends didn't like me. I'll go into that later. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember, yeah, thinking like, oh, my friends don't like me. And then sort of being able to put that to rest. And then it became a thing of being like, I like all these people. But I remember the big thing I struggled with was like, I can't talk about politics really to the majority of the people that I'm close with. And that is in case you haven't noticed, such a huge part of yeah. who I am as a person. So I found that really frustrating. And then I remember it's actually when we went on our gals trip down to Wexford last um, January, because we're fabulous gal friends. There was a bunch of us. I think there's like nine of mm-hmm. us in the end. And we were sitting around the dinner table and we've been talking about like pop culture stuff and just take a like, talking pure shite and then segued into a really like interesting political discussion and then like moved on to something else. And I was like, ah, I love this because I don't want to talk about politics all the time, but I do want to be able to be like, here's an opinion and have people sort of understand it. So that was something that made me feel sort of like, I was like, maybe I'll just always be like this. Um, I don't always feel like I fit in with interests, I think is where I'm like, I don't always feel like I'm on the same page as everybody else, but I'm like, it's not, I'm not friends with those people for those reasons is how I justify it in my head. Yeah, that's what I mean too. It's like, yeah, you don't always have to feel like I've had friendships like I feel really lucky that like when I went to Broadenstrip I had friendships where it very much felt like these people got me got me like to my soul connection got me there's especially people I met abroad which sucked because I met so many people coincidentally in this one city where I was like oh you're so nice to I'd never really experienced like it, on a mass scale so many people being so kind to me in friendships just because of some like my friends have always been great but like there's been times when I've had people who I called friends but weren't the nicest to me so like having people be like oh my god Lucy like you're so funny and I like love you and I'm gonna miss you so much and I was like what I was like you like me as a person for who I am and like I just we had a different connection where like you just like we just have like such a good laugh and like we'd have such good like talk about like general life things and like existentialism and like random shit like that where I was like and I always get on better with people who will like talk like weird philosophy shit with me and I'm like mm, yes <laughs> because you know what like you know people who shut it down they're like ah, I think life's for a living I'm like shut the fuck up you're a sap people who shut stuff down when they're just like I'm not interested in this I'm like I don't need you to be interested but I'm going to tell you yeah. anyway yeah. like let me just air the thing that I like people can be but I had the same experience going abroad met so many people that I connected with in a way that I had never connected with people before I was just like this is odd and then so then I was like oh no <laughs> what are my friendships back home like if like this is friendship here and I just think different friendships are at different levels yeah yeah I was fully convinced as well for a while that the friends that I had in primary school because I carried with the friends from primary school to secondary school picked up two more in secondary school like as in very close friends and then also they went to the same, they all kind of went to the same college as me then. And I was just fully convinced that like, okay, this is it. And no matter how hard I try, like this is going to be my friendship group, whatever. And then the way that I made some more of my like super close friends. And I don't know if this is like weird and maybe it would be, God forbid, if anything ends. But like the majority now of my really close friends I've made through my boyfriend yeah like I've just taken all of his friends and they are now my friends and gotten to the point even like because we've been together for so long but I I hang out now with these people by myself without him like I'm considered like a part of that group and stuff which is a weird way to think that like I never thought that that's how I would make such like strong connections with yeah. people like just through a boyfriend who could be thrown away at any second <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
But I think when you've been like, when you've been friends with these people as long as you have, like, I think it's kind of different. Yeah. And like, even so, I was kind of thinking about this earlier. It was like, friend, boyfriends and girlfriends are just a type of friend. Oh, do you? <laughs> has the word friend in it. <laughs> like, that's honestly what I was thinking of. Like, this is why, you know what I'm like? I just think I'm such a high level thinker that people don't understand me. In my brain, I'm like, boyfriends and girlfriends are just a type of friend. <laughs> you big idiot. But, as but well, it's true. It like, is. But like, and I guess that kind of opens you up to like, just more people and stuff. But there's that point at the start where you're like, oh God, I really want their friends to like me. Oh and yeah, then, that's like the biggest fear, isn't it? Like there's yeah. nothing more scary than like, there's nothing more scary than boyfriend, girlfriend, friends. Because like, these people obviously mean something to, to your boyfriend you or girlfriend. So you want to make an impression on them too. And then you kind of hang out with them so much. And you're like, God, I actually really like these people just as themselves and not even as an extension from my boyfriend. I want these people to be my oh, friends. It sucks that when relationships it's, end and then you lose yeah. good people and drink. Damn it! That's why I'm why like, can't I keep it all? I've been in here for six years. I'm like, they're mine now also. So like, I, think they, I think they very genuinely are yours too. And I think that, you know, I think you're, you're all G. But um. Yeah, there's very much that the absolute terror of that. And also, sometimes, you know, at the beginning of relationships and stuff, you kind of, like, it's not a facade, but you definitely are portraying yourself mm-hmm. in a very particular manner. The more people you're around, the harder that's going to be to keep up. So, like, the fear for me would be like, oh, no, they're going to be able to tell that I'm a big faker. <laughs> what if I say the wrong thing? Because I get really anxious when I meet a lot of new people at one yeah, time. Yeah, no, And you you both have seen me say stuff that I really just, like, is not representative of how I feel at all when mm-hmm. I feel awkward in situations with like more than two people. And like, I've gotten much better at shutting the fuck up. There's so many moments in my head that I can literally like pull up the drop the hat where I'm like, oh no, I was in a group. I said things that were like beyond embarrassing. And now I might have to, like, you know what I mean? You're like, oh my God, I'm going to have to do that again. I'm going to have to meet a group of people. Those lies. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, I don't horse ride. <laughs> I buy a horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I say, Jesus, I'm going to have to tell him what that riding crop's really for. Eh? I think there's a lot of tropes out there that like different people in friendship groups will have a particular role. And we have like the typical one, especially amongst women, which is like, we have the mom of the group and blah, 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 the baby of the group. What role do you think that you hold? I don't know. I think she just said born that would. Do you call me a baby? Well, we're not calling you a mom. <laughs> in my head, I was like, Am I the mom of the group? Oh my god. <laughs> I think you're kind of a, you're a bit of an equalizer. Yeah. You kind of, mm. you're a bit of a connector cell. Like you make sure you're a messenger cell. I just make sure everyone is like you together. Do connect a lot of, you do. You're, you do make sure that you're kind of like, you would be good at that. Um, I'm like chewing gum. You snake us all together, but you also, when you guys still taste great hair, you have to cut all your hair off. <laughs> you know yourself. Lucy, what about you? Moi. Toi. I do think that I can be, I'm definitely the mum type to some people, not to everyone. Only some people I'm definitely like, are you sure you're doing okay? I think I'm quite reliable. Like for the people who I really care about, I'll do literally anything. I'm just there at the drop of the hat. I'll help with job stuff. I'll help with life stuff. But when I did the BuzzFeed, there's the BuzzFeed quiz being like, what type of friend are you? It told me that I was the drama queen. I can see it. Like, I'm not, you know, I wouldn't go ahead and say I'm not the drama queen, because I'm definitely a little bit dramatic. But I wouldn't say that's, like, my presiding friendship trait. No. No. Well, I'm friends no. with you because of your, well, not because of, but one of the biggest benefits I have from having you in my life is your ability to be, like, chill. I said, it's just so wild that it's me who says that, but... I know. I think I give quite practical advice and I enjoy it. And I like, and like, I feel like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like people also give practical, because when you start this kind of open dialogue with people where you're like, okay, I'm going to tell you how it is. Like a lot of the time you just get it right back. And that's what I want. 
Like, I don't want someone who's going to, like, lie to my face and be like, no, when you do that, it's completely fine. No. Yeah. Like, you're never going to grow or change if people just don't, like, people don't say how they really feel. One of the things that I remember from, it was when you had moved back from Spain and we had planned to to hang out, but it was really loose plans. Yeah. And then I, I think I was hungover. So then I was in like, I was like hungover and I was like, oh, I can be like free at two, whatever. And then I got to like 4 p.m. I was like, look, I'm really sorry, but I had kept pushing it back and then like, sorry, not going to do it. And you were like, that's totally fine, but I would have appreciated if you had told me earlier so that I could have made other plans for the day. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. <laughs> that makes Who sense. was that bitch? No, but it was, you said it in such a, a like a nice, like, you're like, that's totally fine. And if you need to do that, that's cool. However, I did like keep this time aside for us and so I would have liked to have done something else with my Sunday. Like, it was a Sunday and we we were working and stuff like that and I was like oh yeah and so I'm a lot better at that now it's something that I, I keep more consciously but I also think that you approached it in such a good way and it's something that I've been able to do in other situations and friendships where I've been able to kind of I think I feared for so long saying something that would upset someone that I just yeah. let so much slide now there's also I'm at the point now in my life where I'm like there's a lot of things that I just don't care about and so yeah. some people who are like this I really care about this and I'm like then fine we'll do it this yeah, way yeah, yeah. if I drag my heels it means that this is something that I really care about and I'm like this yeah. is, I I think this very strongly but otherwise if it's just like oh like I want to do this I want to do that I'm like eh, I just want to spend time with you so if you prefer mm-hmm. to do it this way then that's cool with me you know I'm using that to my advantage from now on you've not been using it to your advantage up until now <laughs> Well, I suppose, like, if you think about it, I really just see you when we record the podcast together. And pull you can text again. me my plans. I try to. Oh, my no, God. No, you don't. <laughs> We've also had this exact conversation. Here we go again. <laughs> Drama queen. Here we go again. I did the same quiz and got the clever friends. <laughs> I disagree entirely. <laughs> um, you would be dumb to disagree. Because you're the clever friend. Like, what was the friend. description? Just I you, can't you, really you remember. Maybe, maybe she's saying this wrong. Oh, maybe no. The smart ass friend. Oh, maybe. No, it was that people come to me for advice. That doesn't make you clever. No. (laughs) I just have great Uh, issues. Argue with BuzzFeed. (laughs) I have great issues. Are you saying that I'm not clever, Ash? No. I just don't agree with this quiz. I got the meme. And uh, who even knows what the fucking meme means? Look, we discussed this earlier. The meme means that you're the joke. No, it meant that I was a joke. joker. I don't think it means that. that. I will do the quiz again and get that exact description. It means that your life is just like we all stand back and go, It just means nothing. Like, this quiz is ridiculous. It was like, what do you want to do in college? Like, bitch, I've already graduated twice. Do you know who you definitely are? You're the party friend. (laughs) No, 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 sorry. No, 100%. Very seriously, I completely forgot. You're the one where, like, if you want, like, a good, solid night out, you're the one you go to. Because you're always out, like, you know, like, especially dur- outside of pandemic, I'll be like, what you up to? You're like, just having points. That's actually like, very true. Any day of the week. I am always in a pub. This is true. So, like, if, I, you know, if I was ever on the bus home, I'd, like, text you and be like, how are you having points? You're like, yeah, come over. So I just hook, have a point. <laughs> I don't think there was ever any times that I was like, no, sorry, at home. No, yeah, no at home, chilling. <laughs> Yeah, you're 100 percent the party friend <laughs> like you need, unquestionably you need a party friend you do because, like you know like you if i said to julia like on like a 5 p.m on a fri- friday i was like come for points she just goes no <laughs> she already number one you already have plans because she's you're like a family oriented person yeah. number two you don't want to come drink with me number three you drive number four you have to come drink with me more than <laughs> oh, well that's actually i don't think that's as true as it was for a time but yeah fair like i definitely from it's it like you often, just already have plans these days you're just very popular i'm just very busy <laughs> and i don't even know what i'm doing but i'm just i think it's i i have realized that i used to say yes to everything and then 
it, I couldn't do it. And so I was like cancelling a lot and I didn't want to be like really flaky. So I'm just a lot better now being like, no, this doesn't suit. Or yeah. so like yeah. there's like a finite amount of blocks of time that I have that can get booked up. And also because I had to drive an hour and a half to and from work every day. Yeah. Like it's just not feasible for me to go out for drinks. On, then, like I'm knackered. Do you remember in kind of the newer location you're in now when we were like, we were like, can't wait for this summer because we can meet up for points and then a pandemic. <laughs> I'm still raging about like, it. All of, all of January, like earlier this year, I was like, cannot wait for like warm evenings. Yeah. Pint with Julia mm-hmm. on like South Willie Street. South Willie Street. Yeah. Um, and like having like many cigarettes, like too many cigarettes and being like, oh, this is too many, but it's summer, so it's fine. And then being like, oh, let's go get something to eat and having some noodles and then getting the bus home at 11 and then getting sick or something. Yeah. Especially because it's like... Oh, it's just where I'm working now is close to where you guys live now. So I could yeah. have like mm-hmm. dropped the car here and then like come out to you. Like, oh, uh, shut up. I'm so the, irritated. We still have time. And Ash yeah. won't even be that far away either. That's yeah. true. Also, like, I don't anticipate our friendships ending anytime soon and there is more time <laughs> in life. Like, this is our last summer together and now it's all over. As we said earlier, this podcast is the only reason that we are friends. So, yes, yes. So that's the type of friends we are. I wonder if people would agree. I'd say so. What do you think? Of, what do you think the meanest type? Of, no, I don't want to do this. What do you think? Think of the meanest type of friend I am. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> okay, I just couldn't make a sentence. You just want people to insult you. Yeah, what I'm trying to say is, if you had to think of a mean friend type for me, what is it? Do I have to? Just the cat moon when it takes over. <laughs> the bossy friend. Yeah, you have a tendency to lean so in. So are you. No, you <laughs> Not the same do. way at all. Oh, too bossy. I'm bossy. Uh, I'm opinionated. And so people, I think when I was younger, I was bossy. And I was like, we have to do things this way. But I'm actually very easygoing. In, in what, I feel like we could both make this argument right now. No, I'm very easygoing in like what we do, when we do it, that kind of stuff. I don't really Yeah, care. but I just like to, as you know, I just like to capitalize on my time. Yeah, but just. Totally fair. I don't mind you bossing me around. I don't boss you around. <laughs> Can I just That's say... Okay. You actually don't. That is fair. <laughs> we have a podcast. I try to gear the podcast for the podcast. Oh, Lord. Um, I just have an anecdote about this, this from this morning where I was... So, know, this, is, this is really funny and maybe does allude to me being the bossy friend. So I was making toast for myself. And I was just about to butter it. And Lucy goes... Can I have that and you make another one? And that's what I heard. And I was like, okay, yeah, do you want me to butter it? I had fully thought and been like, okay, that she was asking me for the toast that I had just made and making me make some more for myself. And she was like, no, I just can I have some more bread. But I literally was just like, okay, a bit cheeky, but yeah, sure, have my toast. And I was horrified that you actually felt like that was something that you would do. I was like, do I give off like a terrifying demeanor of stealing people's toast? Like, obviously not. I was just asking if I can have some bread and then I get more bread. <laughs> just to save me going to the shop to get bread, I'll just nick a little bit of bread. I was like, is that how you see me? Uh, a toast dictator? <laughs> it was just something that I was like, oh, okay, she definitely asked me for the toast that I just made. I'll give it to her. You did, th- you did say you'd give it to me, so. I did. See, I'm such a nice friend. I know, but you also hate conflict. So I you do. Just wouldn't have, you wouldn't have had it in you to go, no. <laughs> I think I'm better at, at managing slash mitigating conflict. I'm better at standing up for stuff that I actually care about in a friendship. Whereas before I was very much more like, we'll just do it your way because I don't want to upset you or cause anything. And I'm like, no, we're adults so we can have a conversation uh, about I'm it. I'm still like in that. Like I just... <laughs> not from you. Heavy nod. <laughs> I just can't... Like I just hate when people are annoyed or if people... Because a lot of times when people are like, oh yeah, I don't mind, just do this. 
you know that they do mind. So I'm like, I'm yeah. not getting into this shit with you where then I say something and then you're like, oh, just if you're not going to fucking tell me what to do, well, then I'll just do whatever you want to do. And I don't care. And I don't want to cause any conflict. And my life is just easier when everyone gets to do their own shit. You're right there. But like, I think you're both right. We're all right. So sometimes in friendships, you're going to be the person who people bend towards because maybe mm. you have a stronger feeling towards something. And sometimes you're going to be the chill one. Like, I think in a lot of my friendships now, someone's like, do you want to do this thing? I'm like, yeah. Just happy to spend time with you, like you said. Whereas other times, I think there's people who are like, like I'll be like, do you want to do this thing? And they're like, she probably really wants to do that thing, which is sometimes true. True. So they'll be like, they'll feel like they have to do my thing. I don't mind. There's only a few places I won't go in town. So like coppers and calf. <laughs> the two places I won't go. So I feel like if, so long as everybody tries to bring me to, and coppers I'll go to if someone was like, please, it would mean the world to me if you came to coppers, I'd go. Yeah. Actually, I'm thinking back to it. But I don't think, it's not that, and I think we can. this can be said for all of us, it's not that we're bossy in absolutely every aspect of our lives. It's just that mm-hmm. we have elements that we care heavily about, and so it comes out then. And mm-hmm. so then there's certain friends who will have experienced it more so than others, just because I'm friends with them in revolving around whatever this specific yeah. thing is. And then obviously if we spend a lot of times together, we're going to see that come out more. Mm-hmm. It's it's more that, I think. Because um, I don't think, I, I'm, I'm not friends with anybody who is like, just bossy all the time because I would yeah. lose my mind. No, I definitely am friends with people who I would say are bossier than I am. Oh, yeah. But I, they're not consistently bossy. Are you saying I'm consistently bossy? No, I've just literally said that I'm not friends with anybody who is consistently bossy. Bad listener to the list of <laughs> shit as well. Hey. Jumping to conclusions, <laughs> anyone? Just this one time. Do you think that the desire to want to appease people comes from like toxic friendships that you may have had had in the past possibly i don't think i've had that many toxic friendships maybe that's because you're the one who they, no, they all they're think still around me i swear i'm not mean um i haven't i've definitely gone through some rough patches with friends before and then come out the other side because like we've talked through it and stuff mm-hmm. but i haven't actually had to lose many friends i like or like there's never been people that I've had to really cut out because they've been toxic. Maybe it's just because I go out with a bunch of babies. Perhaps. I've never, there's only, okay, I will say that there's been a few people that I kind of have more consciously kind of cut out, but not in a way where I had this big fisticuffs with them, but more like, you know, you just kind of drift and you just let let it drift and you're like, okay, well, you know, that's what's good. That's what's going to be. You're happy to see you in big groups, but I'm not sure if I want to be your best friend anymore. Like for me, I have had some quite toxic friendships where there's been a lot of animosity towards me, but because they were my friends, you think that, you know, at the end of the day, you're like, maybe it is a joke. And then eventually there's so many jokes that you're like, whoa, no, this is actually how you feel about me. You don't invite me to play. Like you exclude me on purpose. You ignore my messages and stuff. I'm like, that's nasty. And like after enough of those friendships, I was like, that's why like now I kind of have like a much smaller, more tiny group. And I was like, well, you know, I just don't want to be around people who actively dislike me, feel neutral towards me. But then also, if you feel neutral towards me, but have a good time if we go for like a coffee or have a laugh, totally fine. I don't need someone who like licks my feet. I just like, if someone actively dislikes me, I'm like, (laughs) no. Yeah, 
I think that's really the key yeah, thing. Bare minimum Twitter is like, if someone doesn't like you, they're a toxic friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, it's the most accurate way to describe the platform. Like, I don't believe in like, you know, when people are like, that's a toxic friendship because they require more from you than you get from them. I mm. also don't think that's true because like, as we said, there's like, dy- like there's dynamism in friendships and you might be able to bring a lot of advice and a lot of like support, but they might be able to bring the gasness that you just don't have. Yeah, to an Odd extent. Thing to choose, but okay. <laughs> you know, like some, everyone's got that boring friend who gives good advice, and you've got the fun friend who's got none of their shit together. But she dumb, so it's yeah. just the way it goes. Yeah, I think with, when it comes to like toxic friendships, more so it would have been when I was um, actually I'm such I'm such an idiot. Primary school, all the girls except for one of them got pulled into a room in sixth class for a two year like two hour sorry discussion of all of the shit that was going on within the friendship groups because it was toxic levels like we were all 11 12 years old and they were like what are you doing to each other and it was this huge like bullying thing that was going on can you give Um, some examples please oh i mean sure we were kids but it was a lot of like whispering to other people and then i remember so there was like three friends three girls that were like really good friends and then there was another group of girls there was like six no yeah six of us maybe and then one girl went from like one friend group to the other and then one girl was sort of known for being a bit of a mean girl and so she was kind of like going around sort of bouncing around and I think she she was like part of the other girls who were like considered sort of like the popular girls of that class and they had a fallout and she came to us and I just remember I have such a clear memory of her following me around in the yard being like what like what do you think about the whole situation blah 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 trying to get me to like bitch about the other girls and I was like I'm not interested. Like, I don't want to talk about this. And I love drama. I love a bit of gossip. I'm here for it. But I was just like, I'm not, I don't want to be in this. Because at this point, we'd had, we'd had had other conversations with like, we had, it had been addressed in class before. Like, you shouldn't be talking about people like bullying. We'd had a lot of that. And I was like, I don't want to, I could recognize it at this point. It's like, I don't want to be part of this. But it was just bitching at people behind each other's backs. It was like, like, this person said this about you. And how do you feel about it? Like, just that real catty Mm -hmm. girl thing. And so, don't think I'm friends with anybody from primary school anymore. And then I had a group of friends, a group of girlfriends in, like, my estate that was probably very toxic as well. Similar stuff, just people, like, constantly bitching about each other. And I remember at the time feeling like being... If you ha- if someone else was going to say something bad about you, you, you had to be first to say something bad about them. And so it was like, it was this armor of being like, I have to protect myself. So therefore I have to be like the scariest person mm-hmm. in the group. Because it was just, it was vicious. That's a big female thing, isn't it? Where you're like, massively. If, the, if people are going to be a bitch, I'm going to be the biggest bitch. Exactly. I'm not good at it. Actually, that's a lie. I'm very good at it. I was like, that's a lie. <laughs> I can be so cutting. Like, I can be really, really cruel when I want to be. And it's something that I couple of years ago really actively was like I need to step away from this and now it's not really something that like it's not a desire that I have anymore but I I have it there I can tap into it so if you really piss me off it's, <laughs> it, it can come out but I would rather it didn't because it can be real cruel and then ever since then it's not been toxic friendships but it's been friendships where I'm like this no longer sustains me where I feel I'm such an extrovert so often when I'm spending time with people I feel fantastic afterwards and it's like this has been great my soul feels happy I've just had a best time and then I had a group of people who were like supposed to be my best friends and it was like I just feel very drained mm. and it genuinely it something just shifted we weren't vibing with each other anymore there's there wasn't like one big thing that I can point at there was some drama it never really revolved around me I was never really involved but it was it was just like the dynamic was off and I was like I need to step away from that and so that's been my experience more as an adult is just being like analyzing my friendships and kind of going this doesn't work anymore 
and stepping away it doesn't mean that we won't be friends later on but it just means that at that moment in time I'm out yeah I get that I've definitely lost friends but like not because of anything they've just we just stopped talking but there was no reason like, I've had friends seemingly take issue with just who I am as a person specifically like strong confident women mm-hmm. sort of perceiving me as a threat when I wasn't one and I and I know I have been told that I can be slightly intimidating and abrasive <laughs> or as my colleague corrected me which was I was like, oh, he's like 22 and just a legend. And he's like, you're not abrasive. You're just assertive. And I was like, oh, thank you. Hmm. Um, when I was younger, I was definitely abrasive. But I've had issues like that where like there's been clashes and it's like, it's people perceiving me as wanting to be like the alpha of a group, which genuinely I've never mm. wanted to be. Like, I'm just like, don't, I don't want to have power. <laughs> don't want to have control over a group of people. I don't want to be seen as someone who is like, is able to dictate like, this is what we're going to do. This is where we're going to go. I don't want that pressure. I just, I I'm not interested in it, but I'm just so loud. I know. So I people think I do. Th- I have the same thing. Where people, people mm. sometimes, people often perceive me to be the alpha in friendships. I'm definitely not. I'm I'm a simp. I'm a simp for my friends. Um, I'm really not. I'm like, just because I do the big laughs and I do like, as I said, my, my large group persona where I'm like, <laughs> hi kids, you know, like, no. No, and I think it doesn't help that I do have that bossy side too because when you combine confident and loud and bossy everyone's like oh that's the alpha I'm like no babe I'm a big beta cook also I think in female friendships it gets perceived as like oh she's the person that everyone panders to yeah which is not the case like it's not pandering also really big in secondary school yeah like I remember a lot of the girls that I was friends with in secondary school started this hate campaign against me for a good six months but when we started becoming friends with boys because I was very extroverted and I I didn't mind hanging out with the boys call it what it is nerdy (laughs) but I think that's because like when you kind of get scared when you're a teenager and maybe like early college years and to be honest a lot of it does stem as well from like a boys like wanting to be like I want the boys to like me and all this stuff and you're just kind of coming to terms with like all of your hormones and being like god I want them and so if anyone else is trying to if you think anyone else is like making them interested in them then you're like I'm gonna tear these people down and my friendship means nothing with them and then you get a bit older and you're like oh boys suck like (laughs) (laughs) friendships all the way and that stuff like mostly well, I like I know in my friend group and even in like my work group and stuff, I've um never experienced that anymore of like women tearing each other down over stupid stuff like that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's gone. Like I'm sure there's sometimes tensions and stuff between people, but like between like, in a friendship group, if there yeah. are tensions or if there are issues that need to be worked out, it's not about he likes me and I like him and yada yada. Yeah. Like that has just dissolved completely. What are your thoughts on friendship breakups? I want a breakup. Bye-bye. Oh, Maybe you'll see me in the next life. Um, I feel like as an adult, you don't really have like strict friendship break. I definitely had loads when I was a teenager and a child. But like actual, we're going to have a conversation. This is why I'm leaving this friendship. Like an actual breakup think, or no, just I've drifting. I don't think that's a very, that's a very American thing. Maybe I don't think that really happens in Ireland when you sit down and go. Do you think it should? No. I think it should absolutely not look it's bad enough that you have relationship breakups imagine if like 
maybe like twice a year you had a romantic breakup and a fucking friendship breakup. Well, that's bad on you because you're losing friends at a very alarming rate. I was going to say. I'm just giving an example. <laughs> twice a year a friend <laughs> is so annoyed and upset at a situation that they feel the need to break it off completely. <laughs> that's not happening to you, Lucy. But I mean, like, okay, it takes me so long to recover from any type of breakup, even really short ones. So, like, for me, it would be, like, even if someone was, like, only friends with me for six months, then they were, like, I think we should stop being friends. I, it would take me three months to recover. Sure, but, okay, I think if you've only been friends for six months, it's not... You can ghost you, friend them. You can, like, drift at that stage. But if you've been, like, friends for years... Say you've been friends eight years, no, and then someone... You just stop hanging out with them as often. What, eight years? But someone, like, you saw, like, constantly, you were constantly texting, you were part of, like, a lot of friendship, like, group, uh, WhatsApp messages or whatever. I said words there that did not make <laughs> sense. But, you know, like, they're really embedded in your life that everyone like, was, would always, like, been like, oh, yeah, like, Lucy and Claire, like, they're always together. Like, if you were that embedded in each other and then just things aren't clicking anymore and you're like, oh, this is, I don't want to do this. I would do, like, I honestly would prefer to continue. Like, you know, I'm pretty much anti-breakups, which is such a weird stance, but I'm like, do whatever you can to fix it, no matter what, how bad it is, you hang on for dear life because I have a fear of abandonment. So I project that outwards. So for me, I would just remain friends with them forever, but just hang out with them less and enjoy myself less. Yeah, but if they came over to you and were like, I want to break me, I'd be really sad, as mentioned. But if they were someone that I wasn't getting on with and they were like, I don't think we should hang out anymore. I'd be like, okay, that's cool, but we're both grown-ass women. Fair. Babe, just don't hang out with me. That's how I would feel. See, I feel the opposite, where I'm like, we're both grown-ass women, so let's just have like a... A chat. It's been great, but... Like, do you mean like, if it was me and you? I think that's... It's hard for me to imagine. I don't see that ever happening. (laughs) We're Taurines. We're we're not looking for big (laughs) life changes here. Uh, Like, no. No, I'm talking about... In the past, when you look back at like situations, like I know that there have been times when a friend that I was perceiving everything was fine and then drifted from me. And then that's a period of like six to eight months where I'm like, I don't know what happened and Mm -hmm. I don't know why we're not friends anymore, but we're not friends anymore. So would that be better if it was like, I think think it would be a good thing to normalize more introspection in friendships that actually, and this ties into our episode last week, is something I saw for the first time really in reality TV, where people would have a huge fight, talk it out and be fine. And I was like, oh, because mm. that's the thing I always started. I think, you should, I think you should have more confrontation in friendships, definitely. But I don't think yeah. it should be like a break. I think it should just be approached like, hey, like or when you're talking, be like, hey, like, oh, you know, I think that when you do this, that upsets me. And then you're also allowed to be really defensive and then pull out the list of things you've been holding back on. Because that's how it always <laughs> no. is in friendships. No. no but Julia, you know that's how it always Lord. is in friendships. It's how it always is. There's never, like, nobody's ever not at fault. So when someone comes to you and you're like, this thing's upset me. And you're like, oh, okay, well then this upset me and this upset me no, because I was no, letting them all no. go. No, because here's my thing. If it, if it upsets you, if it upsets you, you get two choices. You can, if it upsets you en- enough like that it's like you're going to hold on to it, then you talk about it. If it doesn't upset you enough to talk about it to reach a conclusion, you don't get to hold on to it. That's not okay. Ah, I don't do that. Solid. I don't keep lists of like who has done what. I definitely would have Neither when I was younger. I, but I won't forget them. <laughs> I just, if it's if it's something that's really bothered me, I will bring it to you and say, hey, can we talk about this thing? And if I don't yeah. feel the need to do that, then it's it obviously hasn't impacted me enough you have to let it go you're right you can't do this like well i have all this you can't hold dirt in your friends that's not a friendship that's extortion yeah you're right you're right but like i do think that sometimes if someone comes to you and gives out about something petty then it's really hard not to be like well then that's petty i think this is a stupid reason for us to argue and here is the list 
not that this ever happens to how me. How many lists do you have? I just, my brain They're... just ties them all together, you know, like, because I'm such an overthinker. It's like, you know, Charlie's like little string board. So it's like in my brain. I have, like, I don't really hold anything against anyone. But I do sometimes struggle when someone, like, I'm really sensitive and I just take feedback really badly. So you just want to be like, well, fuck you then. And I know, but then when I sit on it, then I feel really bad after I'm just naturally really defensive because I take feedback so badly. But then I also get so upset that I've upset someone that I will like not sleep. It's not a nice personality that I have been <laughs> gifted. But Oh, that's not true. What? You have a great personality. I know, but like some of the, these things where it's like, oh, you're like, okay, so you're going to be super weirdly defensive to the point that you might upset people with your defensive reaction. And then you're going to feel so bad about it. But that's, I think, a super common Normal. thing. I think it's just we're not talking yeah. about it. But I think that's a, I think that reaction is the most, the normal, most normal that people get defensive. Like, I'm trying really hard. I do try really hard not to be defensive. And you know, when someone comes, to, when someone does come to you and is actually upset, that's when, that's the only time when you can't be defensive. Like you really shouldn't be defensive in that time. Any other time it's okay to be a little bit defensive. But when someone's genuinely upset and they've actually come to the, as you like, as you said, has had the courage to bring this up with you. That's the time you can't be... Do- it's really the one time where you have to be like, okay, well, sorry, you're upset. I'm going to put down these barriers. I'm going to have to, like, disable the armory here and just give you, an like, an actual honest answer. Uh, but I, do, I personally do find it a little bit difficult. Well, I think it's also different than someone who comes at you with critique and in anger. Yeah. If someone comes to you and says, hey, so this thing that happened earlier on, like, could we yeah, talk yeah. about this? If it's a dialogue that they're opening up, then it's a lot easier to kind of go, okay, let's just not get defensive about it. But if someone comes at you and they're like, you're a shit friend because of this, which has happened to me, where someone mm-hmm. like turned around and, and like just got like a tirade of messages and they're like, you're just a shit friend. And objectively in that situation, I genuinely wasn't. It was, I was, there was a, like a whole shit going on. There was like a love triangle going on with friends. And I was just like, I will be honest and tell you what I think of your behavior. But I'm not going to just up and leave because you've hurt somebody else mm-hmm. out of just like those like normal ways that we hurt people when we're like in our 20s. Like that's like a shit for you to sort of deal with. And a person who was just honestly waiting for the opportunity to hate on this p- specific person that I was friends with and then also on me, like lost it. And it's just kind of like, we could, we could have spoken about it. You have chosen to just be mad at me. So therefore, I didn't even get angry. I was like, you can't speak to me this way. Goodbye. And that was pretty much yeah. it. I think that's kind of, that's a really mature way. How about you? Uh, yeah, I agree with like talking more. Like I've definitely gone through, as I said, stuff with friends and it's just been saying to them like, hey, this is not on. Mm-hmm. And I've never, yeah, I've never really had that like as an actual breakup though. Like, oh, we're going our ways. Like I've drifted from people, but not because of anything bad that I or they have done. Just like just at different points in our lives. And then I've had like friends as well who just stopped weren't hanging out and then two years later back in my life and I've been like very close friends ever since so I think they can kind of always change I think unless someone is like absolutely horrific and toxic and they are just not a nice person to you or not good for you then I think friendships doesn't really have to be like a breakup like they can kind of just like come and go in waves and stuff like so sometimes in your life you're just not going to fit with one person and then a few years later you will and I feel like that's kind of like the same, you know, when you've got a long distance friendship or you've got like a friend that you see like 
quite rarely. I think it's kind of like a similar thing as well, where sometimes there's like a lot of value to just being able to pick things back up with people. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Like I have like a few long distance friendships where like there's one girl in particular who it luckily is actually moving back to Ireland really soon. I'm really looking forward to it because she's kind of one of those people who got me, but she's also like quite like... Sometimes I'm like, I don't understand your reasoning here, but we always kind of like get through it in a relatively respectful manner, except for when I call her a racist or a homophobe. Are you, are you right when you um, call her those things? Definitely sometimes with the homophobia, except now she's gay. <laughs> but, oh, well. Um, I agree that like one of my best friends doesn't live in the country and sometimes we can go days and weeks without checking in or talking to each other. And then as soon as we meet up it's like nothing has ever changed like it's like we just saw each other yesterday and like I think there's real value in those friendships as well that like you don't always have to be constantly like for some people that works like you know constantly in communication but also there's just sometimes there's people who that you don't need that like your bond is just like strong enough that you can go however long without like fully connecting with each Mm. other and then to pick it straight up that's all of my friendships like all of my long distance ones you're not getting a message from me until I know that you're like Either it's like a big event, mm. and I mean, like you said, a few weeks, and I was like, lol, months, <laughs> actual months, and then I'll message and be like, thinking about you today, because mm. I am, and like even all these people, if I don't message them, it's not that I don't think of them. Like I will be like, mm-hmm. oh, I miss this person, etc. But yeah. like you got your own life in a different country on a different fucking time zone. No, so. exactly, and it's just kind of nice that like you can just pick it back up again. Yeah, I think it's something you definitely learn later in life because. I mean, for most people, I would be willing to hazard a guess that their core friendships came from school and or college when you're actually seeing people every day because you're forced in the same space. And as an adult, you are now able to choose, like actively choose who you're spending time with and who you're friends with. Obviously, there's like stuff like work and stuff like that, friendships that you would have carried with you, but you have much more options. Like you can like meet people in places like if you go if you join a club or a society and you're going to meet people with like similar interests you can actually seek out that kind of stuff in a way that you wouldn't have Mm -hmm. and so I remember being (laughs) in leaving cert year and my biggest fear was that if I failed a leaving cert and had to repeat that I wouldn't be at the same like life stage as the rest of my friends which is hilarious to me now because I I don't work with any of my close friends I I don't see the like I I live I'm lucky that I live with three people that I'm very close with I would consider very close friends of mine but other than that my best friend lives in Australia. <laughs> like we only ever have the odd video call and like chat. So it's just the value of those friendships. I think that's really, for me, it's always been like, if we're really, really, really close, I don't have to talk to you every day. I don't have to maintain or keep putting into that like bucket of friendship. It'll just be steady. And mm-hmm. then we will reconvene when it works out. And I really appreciate that. That's nice. I had that as well when I dropped out of college. And then so I went to college like a year after everyone else. And I was like, that's it. Everyone's going to be like, living together and working together and I'm just a year behind them and no one will be my friend <laughs> we tried that but you stuck like glue <laughs> still there mm. you I don't you didn't even know you so fuck off well you did she was just the girl that showed up at your house party <laughs> <laughs> um what do you look for now in a friendship as an adult what are the things that you'd be like oh I want to be friends with this person big titties <laughs> well you've got me don't know why you need any more that's it um generous with their beer money no okay has the car has the car that's all that is a big perk in adult friendship truly it is as a commuter i like someone who likes me for who i am who has a good laugh like laughter totally key i hate dry people Mm -hmm. can't stand them no offense unless you're super interesting but like just not laughy but people who can't have a laugh no not on my list um 
basics I struggle with. So I need a little bit of nuance or at least you're a self-aware basic like me. Yeah, I definitely, I need like a good laugh is so important. And I think a good laugh can bridge a lot of things where like, you're like, oh, well, we come from very different worlds. Yeah, yeah. But if you can have a good laugh with someone, it's really going to make things easier. And then I just, I mentioned it already, but like really, I need that like intellectual stimulation. I need to be able to have a good chat about like interesting things. And I like being challenged. I like, I don't really like when I'm like, I can just walk all over you and like, repeat all my opinions back to me and stuff like that like I I don't like that I, I like that's not interesting like that's no. just not it's so boring I'm like no like what do you think about this thing and like let's have a little argument about it also if you're into conspiracy theories yes double time although do you know when someone's like are you into conspiracy theories and you're like yeah and they're like what do you think about the Bernstein Bear thing and I was like babe that's like so 2007 yeah but I do love it it's fascinating is it yeah, yeah. just the did you mean general Mandela effect or specifically the Bernstein Bears thing both well, it's a sim- it's a an example of the Mandela effect thing, so I don't know I how. I just don't think you get a lot out of the specific Berenstain Bears example. I think there's better versions of the Mandela effect. Yeah, but I think if you're talking sure. about that, then you're talking about the whole thing, so you can bring up more examples because, you know, to connect with the person. Anyway, tangent. Was it a tangent? I was saying that it was really relevant, so shut up. <laughs> Ash, what do you look for in a friendship? Same. Just if you're funny. Big like, titties. Big titties. Cars. Um, no, I drive, so no one else can take over. Um, <laughs> just, yeah, someone funny. Someone that, like, kind of has the same lifestyle as me, I find. Maybe it's mm. because I do kind of spend a lot of my time out and about and stuff. Like, that's where I'd most connect with someone. So if someone also likes to go out and about and, like, drink pints and stuff. When you say out and about, it genuinely just sounds like you're going for a stroll. <laughs> <laughs> I do just spend my time in hedges. Oh, yeah, it sounds like you're going down the garden centre on a Saturday morning. Yeah, sometimes I do. Got a Tesco to me bits. go out and about, you know. Sometimes I have friends who we go out with a trolley and a speaker and out and about. Like. I was going to say that, I was like, yeah, yeah on the rollover. Uh, uh, yeah, but so someone that kind of as you said, like, not, like, exactly me, like, you know, I want to have a bit of a conversation, but that has the same interests. Kind of exactly the same stuff I'd look for in, like, a partner I'd look for in same. a friend. Yeah. Like, because I feel that, like, relationships, friendship is, like, one of the big, like, cornerstones of it. So if I would fancy it, then I'd probably be your friend as well. That's it. I'm the exact same. I realize, I, like, as I get older, the, I look for the exact same things in friends and relationships. Like, that's it. The only difference between my relationships are, like, they might be, like, a best friend type person where, like, if I had met them in a different circumstance or if I knew mm-hmm. them in a different circumstance, they'd be a best friend type. You know, yeah. like, just get me, are there for me, big laughs. But then I also feel that way about them. With their big Not titties. that I don't feel that way about you, yeah, but I was like, no, I don't feel <laughs> that way about my friends, so. I got more than one message from you during lockdown where you said that you were just going to shift all your mates when we finally got reunited <laughs> so I think to say that the lines are blurred is like an understatement <laughs> it's just really hard being a queer woman who thinks everyone's really great yeah you've just got a lot of love to give that's it that's what my mum always said she's like that's why you always get so heartbroken Lucy you just have so much love to give I'm like thanks mum you honestly make me sound like a beautiful precious angel <laughs> not just an attention seeker <laughs> not just the drama queen <laughs> yeah. I guess we've seen like a lot of uh, examples of friendship in media and in life and whatnot. So, who would you say would be like friendship goals? The rat and ratatouille and your man, Remy. Oh yeah, 
Oh, that's a nice one. Isn't it? Because your man's always giving him advice because he's literally living in his hat. Yeah. That's a real, like, one person gives, one person yeah. takes relationship. <laughs> I don't know, like, well, no, Remy. He liked him to be a chef. Yeah. Like, that rat wouldn't okay, have gotten true, to him. Isn't, isn't the rat's name Remy? I thought his man. Oh, yeah. So you just said yeah. the rat, and it was. <laughs> Who's your man's name? Something French. Oh, Pierre, probably. The kid. Cartier. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he gives him the opportunity to be a chef. True, true. So. They need each other. Yeah, exactly. Symbiotic relationship. Mm-hmm. Any other non animal friendships? Wow, that's kind of offensive from a vegan. Uh, there's like all the cornerstone ones though you know you've got your Turk and JD (laughs) oh yeah have you listened to their podcast no they're still friends they're a really interesting friendship dynamic because Turk is definitely the more like I wouldn't say bossy he's just way more practical and then JD's just a pain in the arse sorry Donald is the one who's like more practical and is like shut the he could tell he's like way cooler and then Zach Braff's like my girlfriend likes to cook I'm like yeah you're like 24 year old girlfriend you pervert (laughs) so like the show exactly mm-hmm. like the show interesting I must listen well no because in the show I think Turk's kind of Turk's not the smart one in the show true but he is the cool one yeah but I think Donald Faison is like quite level headed smart not that Zach Braff isn't but like Zach Braff says to a friend you're listening to this podcast and you're like so like he pretends he doesn't know who Drake is but no he says Ugh. I don't know there's songs that he pretends he doesn't know and he's like I don't really listen to that type of thing and you're like bleh, bleh. big vomit whereas Donald Faison's just quite relaxed Okay, I got it. Yeah, need to check this out. Sounds good. Sounds like I know who is going to be my favourite already. Yeah, other ones, I guess, like Rachel and Monica. Uh, Danny Healy Ray and the other Healy Ray. Best friends or just dicks? (laughs) (laughs) Rachel and Monica, though. Rachel was a bad friend. Monica was a good friend. Yeah. I think they're both bad friends. I'm sorry, how's Monica a bad friend? Because she's so fucking annoying. She's always cooking for Rachel and making sure that Rachel's needs are met. And she's very... Giving ma- Rachel a home when she runs away from her marriage. Oh my god, she's I just to watched Rachel the George Clooney episode. Shit. Monica does not come across as good. But Rachel does? No, but like... Rachel is the one who forces them into that situation. Yeah, but it's just like... Uh, <laughs> I also, I don't know... If I was there and my friend was like, I can't pay for this. Health insurance in America, we don't have it. You're royally screwed. I know it's insurance fraud, but I'm going to commit it for my friend. She did. No, then they went back and said no. Yeah, because of the because, whole madness. Yeah, because she kept like ratting on her and stuff. Like, if you're going to do it, just do it. We're just going to have to agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but you are unquestionably wrong. Uh, well, there's the, the friendships from the Sex and the City, which is like... One of the most they iconic. They are all toxic. All, well, Miranda wasn't really, no. She was. They're all toxic, but not like toxic, toxic to the point where you're like, step away from that person. But Carrie's just bad. Uh, Samantha mm. was wholeheartedly a great friend, but like because yes. she was the sexualized one, she wasn't supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Samantha yeah, yeah. gave really good advice, was always there for them. Yeah. But like would pick up the phone when she's literally being shaved in the shower by a man. Yeah, Samantha was the best friend in that show, 100%. By far. Chandler and Joey. Uh, yeah cute I don't know I just find everyone in Friends just the more that I look at it now I'm just like yo what's a bad show stupid (laughs) when you look back at it you're like ooh Troy and Abed are pretty good friends Troy and Abed is a good one yeah you know I'm like there's no shows of people who are friends in them Mary McAleese and the man who took the cat oh yeah (laughs) the best Twitter thread that has ever existed friendship goals yeah 100% that's it. That's all the friends that have ever existed in the yeah. world. No more friends. 
What advice would you give to anybody who is looking to make new friends now? Don't. Avoid. It's a pandemic. <laughs> you can have Lucy. Stay safe. <laughs> She's up for grabs. Or Ash. Um, me? But she'll treat you like Rachel treated, treated Monica, so... I will let you commit insurance fraud and I won't tell your dad that you had sex on his bed. Oh, yeah. That's what happened in the episode. Okay. Real real practical advice, ladies. I I think you should be yourself. Mm. Even if you're really annoying. Because if you pretend that you're not... No, I mean it. I mean it. Mean it. Wait till I get to my point. Because, like, I'm, I can be annoying and then people love me for who I am regardless. Because you prefer that than people, like, after a few months be like, Jesus, I'm fucking sick. Or the hell are you? Do you know? Yeah. Be yourself. Be upfront. And, like, also, if you just want to be with friends, friends with someone, just, like... But I think you also have to kind of make sure to find actual common interests. Like, you can't shove each oh, other sure, into, sure, like... Sure. Yeah. You know, if you're like, no, well, I want to do this. And they're like, okay, cool. Well, I was going to do this and I was actually inviting you because I was going with other friends. And they're like, no, well, then I'm not going. Like, if you want to make friends with people, you have to be malleable. Yeah. yeah. Like, you have to be like, okay, well, I'm up for it. Do things that are outside of your comfort zone. Yeah, that's a great way to, to like, go for it. Also, like, try to be friends with people that you wouldn't normally have been friends with. Like, broaden your horizons a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, men. Like, yeah, I, I know it's tough and it's very counter any advice we've ever given on this podcast. But be friends with men. <laughs> they won't all be shit. Oh, don't forget that your family can be your friends. Me and my dad are friends now. Yeah. And me and my brother are good friends. He'll deny it, but it's true. Oh yeah, my sister's my best friend. I just feel like if you have a family member that you could be close to, definitely take the leap because it's so handy. Mm-hmm. Although they'll be like really awfully honest to you, so. Um, yeah, just reiterate, be yourself. Go out and find people. Don't be scared. Just talk to people. Like, I know it's kind of harder to make friendships when you're older because you kind of think, well, everyone already has all their friends and that's it. No one has any more room for any more friends. But it's a lot easier, you know, when you go to, when you join stuff for like your own interests and stuff. I know it's so cliche to be like, oh, you just got to get out there and join a club and you'll find a friend. But that's actually like kind of how it works a lot of the time. It's just find some common interests and make people be your friends. And if all else fails, just bribe them. Yeah, that's what I've done for 27 years and it's worked out really fucking well. Yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. I think I need a raise. It's getting a little My payment has not come in. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, um, as we have clearly discussed, friendship, I think, Ash, the way you put it, is perfect, is just as important as a relationship. There's really only one key difference for the majority of like um, relationship relationships. You, you can. Not always advisable, though. <laughs> that's a whole other episode. Um, but friendships are so important and... It's really important to communicate with people. It's really important to have people in your life that sustain you and make you feel happy, make you feel comfortable and who lift you up. And if you're in a situation where people are bringing you down constantly, those people aren't your friends. And it's okay to be alone for a little bit while you're trying to like figure yourself out and then also figure out who you want to spend time with. We've all been there, so don't worry about it. Friendship is fab. And now it's time for the cop on, a time in which we tell things or people and or animals or whatever it may be to cop the fuck on, which basically means to get some common sense and stop being dumb. My cop on this week is the Irish government. Uh, just it's a shambles, this green list and people disagreeing, people falling asleep during votes. It's a whole fucking mess. For the love of God, cop on. My cop on this week is everybody talking about Kanye West in a manner which I feel is not the most friendly uh, due to clearly what is problems with mental health. Uh, But sometimes I think like maybe rather than being piteous towards someone, you could just shut the fuck up. Um, My cop on this week is myself. I'm just trying really hard not to waste food. And today I made a fuck ton of spaghetti that 
has probably now gone all cold and hard and I'm just an idiot. So cop on, Ashing. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Cop On. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. If you would like to stay in contact with us and if you don't follow us on any social medias, first of all, what are you doing? Second of all, you can find us on Instagram at thecopon underscore pod. You can find us on Twitter at thecoponpod or you can drop us an email at thecoponpod at gmail.com. We would love, 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 love to hear from you. Uh, we'd especially love and appreciate if you could rate us or leave us a little review on Apple Podcasts. That stuff really makes such a huge difference. As we have mentioned I think twice on this podcast, we're doing this for free and it would just be great if we could get some kind words from you people um, and share us around to all your mates and tell them about the three women that talk about shit that you don't understand. Thanks so much for listening and join us next week when we're recording our very serious friend breakups. Okay, so we're near the end. We only have a little bit more concentration to do.